Headline News. Good morning. This is your Money FM News at 8 with Elliot Danka and Yasmin Yonkers. We start with local news. 100 industry leaders will be appointed by the Ministry of Manpower later this year as part of a Workplace Community Leaders Program, which has announced at the annual SG Secure at Workplace Seminar. So far, 80 leaders, including employers, top union officials, and industry or trade association leaders have been identified. Among other things, the industry leaders will help to build rapport with employees to engage them on emergency preparedness and provide feedback to the ministry on specific concerns within their industries in the event of a crisis. Ambitious plans to make the National University of Singapore a cashless campus have seemingly been reined in a little in the wake of student protests. The Office of Campus Amenities sent an email to students that the positive response to a trial had prompted it to move towards cashless transactions in all retail and dining outlets by the upcoming academic year, which starts in August. But the announcement sparked resistance in a form of an open letter by a sociology graduate student and two online petitions. The unease seems to have prompted a rethink by university bosses. On to Asian news, an anti-nuclear Japanese governor has stepped down after a magazine alleged he paid university students for sex. It's a resignation that could boost the government's plan to restart the country's mothballed reactors. Mr. Ryoichi Yoniyama was elected governor of Niigata Prefecture in 2006. 16 on a pledge to prevent the restarting of the Kashiwazaki Kariwa power station, which is the world's biggest nuclear plant, about 200 kilometers northwest of Tokyo. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi was greeted by hundreds of noisy protesters when he arrived in London who were demonstrating over a rising tide of sexual violence at home, including two particularly brutal rapes. Holding angry placards, they gathered outside Downing Street and Parliament as Mr Modi arrived for talks with Prime Minister Theresa May. Mr Modi later responded at an event in front of thousands of Indians saying the rape cases were a matter of great concern and had brought shame on the country and he called for the perpetrators to be outed. And finally in world news, the Cuban parliament has begun a meeting in which President Raul Castro will stand down, ending six decades of rule by his family. MPs will also vote to confirm Mr Castro's successor, although the result won't be announced until later today. From Havana, here's the BBC's Will Grant. Unlike his older brother Fidel, Raul Castro is relinquishing the presidency in Cuba by design, not ill health. Several years ago, he announced he would stand down at the start of this session of Parliament. The moment which had seemed so unlikely to Cubans for so long is now almost upon them, the start of a post-Castro Cuba. His expected successor is the country's vice-president, Miguel Díaz-Canel, although his appointment is still to be voted on and confirmed by the full session of Parliament. And that was the BBC's Will Grant. Over in the US, lawmakers from the US Republican and Democratic parties expressed alarm over President Donald Trump's plans to forge ahead with the withdrawal of US troops from Syria, particularly particularly in the absence of what they see as a viable strategy to secure American objectives there. In a House hearing, members repeatedly challenged the State Department's top officials on the Middle East and Russia to explain how the administration planned to reach its stated goals of defeating the the ISIS group building a stable Syria without President Bashar al-Assad and keeping his Russian and Iranian backers from taking over. Get more news at the Business Times and the Straits Times.